Hello and welcome to this week's Two Pinter. Uh, it's myself, Gaz. And me, Jono. And together we're two mates who um, were, have been arguing about sport for the last 10 years or so. Uh, called ourselves the Two Pinter because of uh, different sporting wages that we'd have on, uh, on outcomes of different uh, games and opinions. And there was always the Two Pinter, was always the, uh, was always the stake. Two Pinter was always the stake. Uh, I'm a Liverpool supporting Welshman. Uh, and Jono's a... Blackburn, Arsenal, um, whoever's, whoever's really winning, I suppose City maybe supporting um, Englishmen, would that be about right? Uh, definitely supporting City for this uh, title running, and I'm a great was <laughs> a City fan, so I can, I'm going to claim them, yeah. Yeah, not? yeah, go for it. Um, we're actually recording during, well it's now half time with, the, uh, with City Leicester, uh, a key game for, um, for the title running, but we, we sort of... Uh, realise that we've talked a lot about City and Liverpool over the last uh, few weeks and, and months so um, we're going to try and steer a clear of uh, City and Liverpool uh, for this week uh, they both keep winning so uh, it's going to go down to the last game so we'll see what happens and we'll, we'll report back on it next week um, so I thought there's uh, a different place to start uh, and that's the Champions League as a Liverpool fan wasn't the uh, wasn't, wasn't the best Champions League no, I wasn't the best semi-final last week. Um, so, is there anything to stop uh, a Cruyff final, Andrew? I, uh, you, you're not going to stop it. Um, yeah, three. Uh, yeah, Salah scores that goal, you've got an away goal. You come back to Anfield and you'll get excited and sing your songs and blah, blah. Um, but no, uh, I, I, even if you could score three goals, which you're well capable of, uh, I don't think you're going to kick Barca out of the other end. And, um, yeah, uh, well, maybe don't be fortuitous with the way the ball bounced for Messi's first goal. Um, his second was rather special. And, um, yeah. and yes, I'm also sorry I should have put the first one in anyway. Uh, and as far as his run, uh, could say mugging off at Van Dyke for a rare moment um, for mm-hmm. the first goal was, was lovely as well. But uh, so, yeah. I, I can't see you keep him out, and then if you can't keep him out, you've got to score four, and, and that seems a tall order. Yeah. Right, so on the other end, um, sorry, go on, do you want to come oh, in? Say, say just, just on the Van Dyke thing there, um, I did well last week. I, I said how Van Dyke barely put a foot wrong, and arguably twice in that game. The, the second one, the second goal was, um, was Messi tapping in the equaliser because Van Dyke, all right, you're never going to expect it coming back off the crossbar, but um, he was sort of stood ball watching, and Messi came through and popped into the empty net. Um, but yeah, as a game, uh, yeah, I thought we played well, <laughs> um, but for some poor finishing, uh, some good finishing from Barca, and yeah, a fairly special uh, Messi free kick, which I was sat in the pub and uh, said, literally as Messi's running up, which is a stupid thing to say, but I said, uh, oh, it's too far out this, um, <laughs> only for, only for uh, to realise actually, no, it wasn't. Um, but yeah, sorry, you were going to say about the second leg. I was going to go to Spurs actually. I wonder if they might have a chance. Um, yeah, they'll have some back, won't they? Although he was um, wasn't on his best behaviour in the weekend, was he? Um, uh-huh. But he should be a big boost for him. And maybe um, the Ajax, uh, great run. I mean, it's, it's one away goal. Spurs are well capable of scoring. A better chance if Kane was playing, of course. But um, there was some vague talk he was going to be back for this weekend, but nothing came of that, did they? So I assume it's just all excitable for Spurs fans on Twitter or something. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if Spurs could get a goal. Well, Alex have looked very good, and it probably is uh, time to stop underestimating them. So yeah, yeah it's probably a quarter final. But I wonder if uh, if Spurs could, could nick a goal at any, any time, then maybe 
Ajax have gone from uh, the, you know being the uh, the hunter to the hunted, perhaps now everyone's sort of celebrating them and saying how great they are and how they, where their manager's going to go next and where all their players will go next. Maybe uh, maybe they'll possibly take their eye off the ball a bit and Spurs could nick in. Um, hmm. And you know, Spurs. If, if I'm Spurs, I'm saying that we went to City and although we lost, we managed to score three goals in at the Emirates. Um, the Emirates, sorry, the Etihad. Uh, why not? Why not at Ajax? Uh, so oh, I think Spurs have got a chance. I don't think you have, but um, yeah, that's probably probably from an Englishman who only sees Ajax occasionally in the Champions League, which would be very impressive, and to see Spurs a bit more, I guess. Um, so I think feel Spurs have got a chance. Uh, you, you boys, not so much. Yeah, okay. I, I think um, I don't. I think Ajax will go through, uh, and unfortunately, I probably do think Barca. I think we'll beat Barca. Um, like you, I, I thought we even after the. The, the game had finished. I thought we'd score three, uh, three goals probably again. Um, probably seen it through the Liverpool tinted glasses, but I thought we'd score three at home against them. But I couldn't see uh, Barca not scoring. And now we've got no Salah or Firmino. Um, yeah, uh, we can hope that Oxley Chamberlain uh, comes storming through, and uh, maybe something that Barca have been accounting for, and uh, he's uh, our secret weapon. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to. Struggling to see where we uh, where we're gonna or how we're gonna be Barca. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know. Uh, I would say stranger things have happened. Last season, they they uh, threw a three goal lead against Roma. Um, although Roma did have the, the away goal last year, and the season before they beat PSG five one in the return leg, five nil in the return leg. Four yeah. First one four nil. Yeah, to so uh, to overcome that one. Um, so, you know, it can be done. And uh, like you say, you alluded to a, a great atmosphere in, uh, in Anfield. It's, it's been seen many a many a score being overturned, um, but perhaps this one is probably a step too far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think Ajax, yeah, good value for um, for their victory. And yeah, like we said, sort of alluded to last week, they've now beaten Madrid, Juventus, and, and Spurs. Um, I think th- I think they're just riding a crest, crest of a wave at the moment and. Their league seems to uh, stop any domestic fixtures for them at the weekend before they play um, uh, any Champions League, Champions League football. So everything's geared up for them to uh, make it through to to finally will be the uh, the Johan Cruyff final. Yeah, I mean uh, you've, you've probably got the likely shout there, but I've just uh, I think Spurs could be heard from yet, and we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't shock me say if that game went to extra time. Um, I mean, had a bit more life to it yet. So yeah, I've got to say, go on, I'll say Spurs go through uh, after extra time. Okay. Uh, I think Ajax do it in normal time. Uh, in <laughs> fact, I think Ajax win in normal time. I don't think they just they just draw. I think they actually beat Spurs. Um, Fair. Um, yeah, and the, the final will be on the first of June, I think. So it's, it's quite a way to the, the final, isn't it? Quite a massive sports day that for uh, Gareth. I'm uh, off to the Premiership rugby final that day, so I assume Harrison to be Exeter, and then you've got the yeah they've got the uh, Champions League final, and then you've got the AJ uh, Andy Ruiz fight. So probably the uh, probably the desserts probably not as good as uh, we might have hoped, but um, yeah, still still quite a large day of sports. Yeah, I'm sure Ruiz would have pulled out by then, and there'd be somebody else that he's uh, that trying to fight. <laughs> could be, uh, you could be right. Um, but yeah, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, as we said, we're moving on to Premier League. We're really, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> we can't talk about the relegation because that's happened. Uh, Cardiff couldn't beat Palace, and uh, that was that sewn up. 
Um, and then Brighton when I got a point against Arsenal. Um, yeah, quite quite unexpected, but also that impacted on the top four places because uh, United and Arsenal dropped points and Chelsea won, and that's that's that thing done as well. Oh, well, you never know if uh, Arsenal could get an eight-goal swing in the last game, and Spurs could yeah lose. Or so if Arsenal score four and Spurs get beat four 0 could yeah. happen. But um, yeah, probably unlikely. Um, yeah, dreadful, dreadful running from Arsenal. Um, they need to win the Europa League now. Um, yeah, uh, just yeah, criminal not winning your home games. I mean, Leicester, Leicester and Wolves were bad results, but at least you can say you're going away to good size. But getting beat by Palace at home was was awful, and then not being asked to beat a, a, a very very average Brighton side who somehow just about stayed up by the skin of their teeth. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, he's very poor, and. Um, yeah, speaks of a lot of work Arsenal got to do, and, and hopefully they'll get the business done in Europa League. And fair play to Chelsea, really, have rebounded quite well from yeah a lot of criticism Sarri's faced, and a lot of um, yeah just a lot of stick from, from his own fans as much as anyone. He could have him finishing third above um, above Spurs, who I don't think mm-hmm. any Spurs fans are moaning about Pochettino. Above Arsenal, who wouldn't say they were entirely happy, but no one's really moaning about Emery and Sarri. Uh, as boys well, stuck to his convictions fairly well, hasn't he? Um, still yeah. stuck with the system, and he c- could get him to third, which isn't a bad go in his first season uh, behind two, two absolutely dominant teams. Mm. I think it'd be um, just going back to the Arsenal Spurs thing. I think it'd be the ultimate say, tottering day, or if it's called, if uh, if Arsenal <laughs> managed to finish above Spurs this year. They um, say it was a four-goal swing. A goal swing so it needs to be four goals both, both ways or whatever combination you like five and three um, Spurs at home to Everton and Arsenal away to Burnley um, eh, could be worse fixtures for that eight goal swing but um, <laughs> yeah I think that would um, that would be disastrous for uh, for Spurs if, if that happened um, but yeah no I agree I think uh, fair play to, to Sari in the end after starting off really well and then Tailing off and then come back strong at the end of the season. They, they too could, uh, well, look like it's going to be them and Ar- well, they both got one foot in the uh, in the final, haven't they? the Europa League. Arsenal with a three-one win at, at home to Valencia and Chelsea won all the way to um, Frankfurt. Track to Frankfurt, yeah. Um, no, it could be exciting that, and I, I think Arsenal definitely have got to concentrate on that now. But but Chelsea fair play while Arsenal are struggling against Brighton and. United are even worse against Huddersfield um, although United are away at least Chelsea batter a, a very good Watford side uh, mm. maybe Watford have got one eye on the mm. on the cup final but at the same time they're probably playing for places in the cup final and that wasn't a good performance for that if you're a Watford fan but yeah quite quite dominant from Chelsea really and um, yeah I think we, we wrote them off a few months ago or we certainly talked about it um, and the, yeah I mean no one's no one's Done themselves any great glory with this uh, running, but but Chelsea probably the best of the of the bad <laughs> of the four uh, in the running. Um, mm. The amount of amount of points dropped is um, yeah, it's quite staggering by the, the you know the, the bottom four of the top six. Uh, yeah, positions three to six. Um, yeah, dreadful, <laughs> just dreadful. And uh, yeah, Arsenal hangs head in shame. Uh, perhaps not as bad as United. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we said we talked about it a while ago and Ollie got the job and it seemed like, I suppose, the obvious thing to do, but I think when we discussed it way back, you said wait till the end of the season and they didn't do, um, sort of ride the quest of the way, and as soon as he got the job, it's... Fall apart, isn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they're, um, 
well, yeah, they're just they look a squad full of uh, very well. It has for a long while been a very disparate squad of, of players from different regimes that don't really fit together in one coherent idea. There's not been a an overarching person at the club who seems to be responsible for transfers or thing. You know, you have Woodford who gets a lot of stick for that. Mm. Um, you just seems to be new managers to new manager, new ideas, and it's a very odd, yeah, collection of players. Really, a lot, a lot of talented players, obviously, but I see um, a few of them are. Essentially losing wages, aren't they? Because they're not qualified for the Champions League. Mm. I well, see Sanchez, Sanchez, Lukaku, and Pogba all due to go down, amongst others, perhaps. Yeah. Um, well, if you're, um, if you if you are, then if we want to move on to move on to United quickly, uh, if you are Ollie or Ollie, um, you're at the wheel. Uh, do you keep any of the players, or how many of the players do you keep going into next season? I saw I saw a little sorry, to ask you a long-winded question, but I saw uh, a bit of a clip of the. Um, uh, it was going on Twitter about the Huddersfield game, and they were focused on Luke Shaw and his um, his lack of interest in tracking back or doing any defending. Um, and I think that's not necessarily just picking on Luke Shaw, but I think there's a few of them who've been uh, heavily criticised about lack of attitude or poor attitude, and um, yeah, just more there on reputation uh, rather than uh, than anything at the moment, and perhaps already looking for outs. So, is, is there anyone you think? He will keep, or any any particular group of players that he thinks he must keep. I, I don't know if you think Luke Shaw's been bad. What I've seen of him this season, so I, I, I might I might give Luke Shaw a bit more of a chance. Um, mm. I'd keep Herrera, but they're letting him go, aren't they? Which is odd to me. Um, mm. I think Rashford's been off the ball for a while now, but he had a, a nicer spell early in the season that you'll you'll keep Rashford. Um, and well, yeah, then after that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think either Lindelof or Bayer are terrible centre backs. So they're probably probably more squad players. So I don't know what really happened to Bayer. He used to quite rate him. Mm, I used um, to think he was quite good, but I think he's a bit of a hothead as well, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Perhaps not the uh, cultured centre half. I think they thought they were getting, but. And then uh, on the right back, I don't think Ashley Young does bad for what he's got, but he's he's old and he's yeah he's well uh, a good a good winger will take. Will cause him all sorts of bother, and he's yeah he's at risk. And then your midfield, like I say, Herrera. You mean Pogba's the obvious name here, isn't he? And I just hmm. I, I've never been a Pogba lover. I think the, all the abilities there, obviously, his touch, um, his strength, his passing range. Uh, you know, he's, he you can't knock him off the ball. He can ping a forty-yard crossfield ball in seconds. He can score, uh, but he he doesn't do it enough. Um, no. He. You, I mean, you can go two ways, can't you? You could try and build a team around him and try and play to his strengths, but then you, the, what it means you're going to have to have two proper water carriers in midfield. I think Matic was probably that player four, three, four years ago. I don't think Matic is that player now. Pereira is another one for that. You let him go. So Scott McTominay, he works hard from what I see, but I don't, I don't think he's probably United quality. Um, I, don't, so I don't you, know. I think I think McTominay's been. Um, I've been quite impressed. I know he got. He was derided last season, wasn't he? Because Mourinho made him the Player of the Year, and he played about. 20 minutes one game um, but I, I think from what I've seen in McTominay I thought he's um, he's been decent I think he's a, he reminds me of a Henderson and you know how much I like a, I like a Henderson um, just decent yeah, to, I mean, decent at most things and chipped in with a couple of goals here and there and clearly wants to play for the club and I suppose at this this stage now United do you want players who do you want a Pogba or do you want a McTominay who wants to play for the club 
Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose, like I say, McTominay, you do need a player who's going to work very hard next to Pogba, and so maybe McTominay is that. I just don't know if he's, he's quite good enough on the ball and doing that, but he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's at least be there. So you probably keep him in the squad. I don't know if I'd have him in my first choice team. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, Wan Mata, he doesn't seem to be bad, pay badly when I watch United, but he, he's another odd fit when you sort of consider him where do you play him if you're going to play Rashford and Martial as well um, Fred uh, I don't know what's happened there I don't know what they thought they, the 57 million was, was being spent on <laughs> uh, Jones and Smalling in the back as well have been forever going to get better they're going to have a better season uh, <laughs> they think they've, they've both been at the same level for quite a long while and they're not, they're not terrible players either of them but I don't think they're quality centre backs no. and then I think up top's probably where you're You've got your biggest headaches, uh, depending on what you do with Pogba. Do you try? And you know, I say I'd, I'd be worried about building. Sorry, going back to Pogba, I'd be worried about building around someone like him with um, his. I don't know. His period's just in and out of action, really. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if you try and try and flog him to a Madrid, maybe a desperate Madrid or someone for mm-hmm. see if you get over 100 million because he's still very young. And, and like we say, all the abilities there, and, and try and rebuild. I don't, then, I, don't, yeah, I, um, I don't think they'd struggle to sell him. Um, I suppose it's no. It's whether you want to. He's probably your best asset, isn't he? It's whether you want to sell that because he doesn't seem to have the attitude. Maybe Fergie was right all those years ago. Possibly, I mean, there's definitely ability there, but he just, uh, yeah, he just comes in and out and doesn't work very hard and doesn't really make any defensive effort. And apparently, was very, uh, very disrespectful towards Mourinho. You could say Mourinho's a clown, but he was, was still his manager, and Mourinho's had a Fairly, fairly decent record um, mm. so why Pogba felt the need to disrespect him I'm not sure but it's hard to know what's going on there and then yeah Sanchez and Lukaku Christ um, <laughs> uh, I, Sanchez uh, you know watched him at Arsenal he was a superb player he was one of the form players in the Premiership I'm not sure what has gone so wrong there um, but he, he just looks tentative and again doesn't work another player doesn't work that hard and just seems completely lost and, and unhappy and, and Devoid of confidence, and uh, yeah, I think he just he needs a change of scene, and maybe his uh, his hard running style was was caught up with him, and he's 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 not the player he was, and he's probably lost that 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 burst. Mm. Um, but it uh, wouldn't shock me if Sanchez went to I don't know Spain or Italy somewhere and picked up and was a very good player again. Um, it just it doesn't seem the right fit for him. Mm. Lukaku is another strange one. Um, you know, you watch him at the World Cup last year, and he was he was very handy. Um, he was uh, you saw. Uh, we saw a reasonably consistent run for him of you know, the power, the pace, um, the, the ability. But just and he, he's, he, he, let's be fair to him, he hasn't got a bad goal scoring record in the Prem from even the West Brom, the Everton, and the United days. Although his record this season is pretty dreadful, but another one who just um, flatters to the sea, doesn't score goals in the big games, doesn't affect games enough, doesn't use those considerable assets. Uh, he's, mm. he's probably he's not as talented as a Pogba say, but he, you know with his pace, his power. Um, his ability to get places, he, you know, he, um, what was the game? Uh, it was it was against Chelsea the other day. We just sent, I think he sent like a quite a flying, and you're like, mm. you just don't. I'm not saying you want a, a brute, just a brute up there, but it'd be nice to see him just use his physical force and mm. move people out of the way and play a bit more like a drop ball or cost. You know, you have that sort of drop ball cost of role. He just doesn't. Um, and yeah, for the 90 million, it's looking like an absolute <laughs> well, a great bit of business from uh, Everton. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Lukaku can't do it at the very top level. I don't think at the moment. Whether it's, I think perhaps at Everton he was able, he could be afforded to just kind of stay up top and um, 
not have to be part of a team. For example, in a in a Liverpool or even in Arsenal, he, I don't think he'd survive. Would he? he wouldn't. He, so much more is required of him. Um, and probably the same at United. I think if he was maybe at Chelsea, uh, maybe he could be that Higuain uh, kind of role and just be the, the pretty much a target man and, and concentrate on finishing. Uh, but when there's there's more more to the game that's been asked of him, I think he struggles then. I mean, if you do try and build around your youngish talent, you go Lukaku with what Rashford and Martial either side, Pogba sort of in behind, then yeah, then get two midfielders who work hard. A lot of potential, sure, um, mm. but I'd, I'd be worried about that. And then I say defensively, uh, you could quite conceivably get three. You could, you could quite conceivably have all four of your back four in. Um, sorry, quite conceivably have a completely new back four next season. Um, I think I'd give Luke Shaw a bit longer and I think you could probably get away with a Dalot or a young right back somehow but um, yeah I think they need new centre backs and so you need that and I just um, I suppose we're not it's a hard thing to quantify but where's the leadership in that side who's mm. the people who are proud to be United Batch maybe but I don't think he's quite good enough football anymore I don't know if he, he's that um, where's the people who are going to drive that on and and it was yeah, the same, uh, same with like De Gea, isn't it? We haven't even talked about him, and he's, you know, he's had a, yes, a poor, a poor year by his his high standards. And is that partly because of the disillusionment that is going on behind the scenes? Is that impacting on him? And um, if he does go, you know, you've got well, you've got Lee Grant somewhere, haven't you? But um, <laughs> I think before Lee Grant, you've got Romeo, um, or Romario. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, it pains me to say, but I think uh, there's a lot of issues uh, at Old Trafford at the moment. And unfortunately for Ali, he's, he's kind of got a bit of a poison chalice, isn't he? He's, he's done well with the um, initially. He's got the job, uh, and now he's got to make a. I think from you going through it there and the way we've discussed it, there's probably four or five players that you'd want to keep. Um, the others are either too old or just don't care enough or just rubbish. <laughs> which uh, probably the, the cost of having four or five uh, managers since Fergie who've been given some money and spent it a bit haphazardly and there's no been no kind of clear plan um, and I mean they've got endless wells of money I think United I'm not going to cry for their spending power but is someone going to be upset that they're going to have to go and I mean what we just said there to, to get the quality in that they need uh, you're talking uh, half a billion potentially <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you maybe maybe if you sell a Pogba or someone, you might get a bit back or raise some money. But yeah, it, you, you're talking a colossal outlay to to get them to a, a standard of a City or a, a Liverpool, um, and they're not in Champions League, so they'll be able to trap those players. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they're um, they've got some work to do, and maybe um, Solskjaer gets a chance to do it. I don't think he uh, he's He's a bad bloke, or he's got bad ideas, but um, he he needs help there, and it's whether they think he's the right man to do it. And then <laughs> when you, when you say a, he's a bad bloke, with he has got bad ideas, you make it sound like he's uh, he's Hitler or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not, not not his ideological belief on uh, the world, but just um, yeah, they're just uh, yeah, he's um, they've now got a, a bad feeling around him, haven't they? But it just it starts another rebuild again, doesn't it? When are they mm. going to? sort of stick to one for a bit of, bit of time um, and yeah, they don't seem to make the right choices with the managers anyway so mm. that, that, does it does it matter? 
And I suppose um, um, just below them in the Premier League, we'll probably do a bit more of a chat um, in depth, maybe about uh, some of the teams this season, trying to kind of rate their performances um, over the next sort of couple of weeks, a month, maybe. But one uh, team to look at who have had their place cemented, uh, possibly the uh, the best performing team. Um, pound for pound if you like or just the best performing team uh, all around this season is probably Wolves um, cemented their place in, in seventh uh, I say they cemented actually if, if Leicester win tonight don't, uh, isn't that in jeopardy slightly um, uh, could be yeah it's still 0-0 at the minute so you'll be getting excited Gareth well uh, we'll see how, how high my voice goes by the end of the pod uh, it's well known that my voice goes higher as I get excited so we'll see um, but yeah he uh, Wolves have been promoted last season, um, walked away with the championship last season, but come up this season and they've um, not not spent as much perhaps as Fulham, but they've they spent wisely and they've um, yeah they've they've been very good value for it, haven't they? Yeah, really really impressive season. You've got um, players there who I think if it wasn't for the dominant City and Liverpool, you could have you know the Davies, the Jimenezes, uh, maybe the Neves or. Team, you know, yeah, players who would be pu- pu- pushing for sort of team of the year sort of players. Um, yeah, uh, Patricio, I think, is a very good keeper. But just got, got a team full of very good players who, who seem to work well together. Um, yeah, Connor Cody, they, the captain, he's uh, he's ex Liverpool. He, he released uh, well, quite a few years ago now, but um, yeah, they, like I say, across the park, I see Dendonka who scored on the weekend, didn't he? Cool, yeah, he got the winner, didn't he? Um, oh yeah, I didn't realise he was ex Liverpool, Cody. Um, mm. Jota in midfield who put the ball out top, top quite often he's scored quite a few um, coming quite a few decent goals and, and you look at their record against the the top six as well they've had some the real good games there and they've taken points off quite a few of the top six sides and you know hopefully they do against uh, Liverpool on the weekend um, on Sunday but um, <laughs> yeah they're, they're a very impressive side and they've seen that they've already got to give their sign for next season so that's a big boost because he's um, been their main source of goals, hasn't he? Uh, mm. We'll see on for the season. It's 13 and uh, I think 10 assists as well, so very handy return. Mm. Um, and yeah, they've got him already signed up. And you'd be interested to see um, do they want to go and sign a few more Portuguese players or, or do, where do they look for improving? But uh, uh, yeah, about the, <laughs> it sounds incredible to say, but the way they're playing, they're not far off. Uh, United or Arsenal well, that's what I was going to ask really you know it's been called that the top six for a while um, Everton are probably or Leicester have been the kind of the only ones that have punctured that and um, Everton perhaps been the closest uh, over the last couple of seasons um, there's a group now of Wolves Everton and Leicester um, just 7th, 8th and 9th at the moment as things stand but they're not cut away from the rest or anything but Wolves are, are 9 points behind United at the moment um, are Wolves is it likely that they could break into that top six next season? Yeah, you wonder. Um, I don't. I don't think they are very far off, and I think they've got quite a nice group going. And so it then becomes the question: While we're saying United, and we just rip through their team and all the problem, and yet they're still nine points ahead of Wolves. Um, but I feel like Wolves have got a clear idea of what they're trying to do and where they go. So it's how do they improve that and where do they go? And I don't. Um, yeah, you still don't think Wolves are the kind. Don't think of them as a name that will attract players, but but maybe decent European players look around and see that they've had a very good Premiership season and sort of come on board um, with the mm. manager and think, yeah, you know what, well, I, I could give Wolves a go and why not? Um, and and not, I suppose lots of other players have. You know, Matt Martinez was um, was a heavily talented player a few years ago, wasn't he? Um, mm. you know, 
was, was linked with Spurs heavily for a long while. Uh, went to Monaco, wasn't it, for for a big money? Um, so, yeah, can can they can they still? I suppose that you you still think they're going to need to sort of find uh, I don't know what you call it, market inefficiency players, players who are <laughs> even slightly older. Uh, yeah, use a bit of economic knowledge here, but players who are, <laughs> well, who, who are slightly. You say they should buy Pogba. Uh, no, I'm not sure Pogba is. I'm not sure. He's, I'm not sure he's quite good enough to get in. Um, I think I'll stick with Dendon because of this world. But, um, but uh, yeah, can they find a sort of player like uh, Matinho or maybe even a Neves? Um, I don't know. Is Neves that old? I feel like he's a bit older. But I could be wrong there. Um, mm. Player who's a bit older and perhaps teams are thinking on giving up on. No, Neves is very young. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> ignore that. Three-two uh, apparently. Three-two. I'll say that's another Neves. I'm confused with. Um, <laughs> yeah, players who are a bit older and perhaps play teams give it up on, or, or maybe players who are sort of highly tatted youngsters who have perhaps haven't quite worked out and try and pick one of them. Yeah, um, yeah it's something like that, and to, to move them on. So they, they seem very stable and, and got a very good plan of where they're trying to go. And yeah, yeah I mean, if, if United and Arsenal and even Spurs, well, Spurs and Chelsea, even that all need to definitely invest to, to improve, I think Spurs have. Really, counting the cost of not signing any players as this season has come to an end, with how thin they look. Chelsea uh, is still a, another one who's got a bit of a weak collection of players from different regimes. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's inconceivable, but they need to spend very wisely and hope that all the other teams don't improve heavily. And you just feel they're probably not got the resources to quite compete with them, um, mm. and they haven't got any. They won't have European money, will they? Um, or would they have? Would they get European money if Arsenal won, or Arsenal Chelsea? No, if Arsenal won the European League, they'd need, would they? Uh, I thought it was something to do with City win the if City win the FA Cup because the what because Watford would get if Watford win they get Europa League. But if City win the FA Cup, then there's another place goes for seventh place gets Europa League. So they could potentially get in. Uh, okay, yeah, so. Sorry, so, it, I mean, so yeah, it's just conceivable they could get Europa League, then very conceivable, in fact. Yeah. Uh, City have had a clear penalty to shout turned down by Mike Dean, apparently, Gareth, it could be Liverpool's year. No, Gary Neville said it wasn't a penalty, so, uh, yeah, Gary Neville knows his, knows his onions. <laughs> no, he does now, does he? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, um, but, uh, yeah, I think fair play to Wolves, uh, their fans must be delighted, they look like they're going in a very good direction, let's hope they can keep it going and maybe not um, you know a club like Saints probably looked very similar didn't they three years ago and that would be your cautionary tale Saints were another club that signed very good players had a very good system in place it seemed to have a clear idea what they were doing and then made a couple of bad signings and it all seemed to fall apart quite quickly so there are cautionary tales from there as well mm. um, and and you wonder um, you know maybe, maybe do the big boys come in does I mean yeah you're telling me Arsenal couldn't do with uh, the Doherty's of this world and, and yeah, Cody they're, they're, they're mm. much better than uh, the Mustafis of this world so and, and yeah United again um, does someone try and take Neves or uh, nah he's too old <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that ancient 22 year old that is Ruben Neves um, <laughs> uh, yeah could they get raided by the the top six as well I suppose would be the other risk for them but, mm. um, uh, and, and I think you could do a lot worse if you're top six than so nick a few there yeah, but if, but if you said if you said they're financially they're, they're set, then you know there's there's no real reason for them to sell, is there? You know, it could just be a blip, couldn't it? It could be they they've just done really well this season. It's all been nobody knew what kind of um, what to expect from Wolves, and they've been able to catch teams by surprise. But um, yeah, I, I wonder whether you, 
it's, there's an opportunity for Wolves to build something. Um, yeah, maybe see how, see how things go next season. I, I think I, I, don't, I don't think they make top six because I think let's see the other the other teams in the top six will get millions to spend as well. But um, but certainly Wolves can put themselves in the same bracket as uh, as the Everton's and Leicester's and um, get close to a, to a top six finish. Um, Everton have improved a bit the last few weeks um, after having a really good start to the season and then kind of disappearing in December, January, February time. Um, and Leicester, Leicester have been a bit funny, haven't they? But now they've got Brendan, who knows um, who knows the league quite well, and um, he'll he'll get a tune out of uh, out the players like like hopefully he's going to do tonight. Um, Doing a very good job so far, still nil now. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an assault from uh, from Leicester on, on City's uh, City's box, but but there we go. Still, uh, yeah, still plenty of time. Yeah, so we won't get, we won't get too excited, but we voice is getting higher. Um, so yeah, so a fair play to Wolves. I think um, regardless of what what happens uh, next weekend, um, I think Wolves is uh, definitely been the for me for the, the team of the year um, from from there where they finished to uh, where they started. Um, yeah, very very good effort and fair play to uh, Wolves on a, on a great season. Yeah, last season, just uh, last week we talked about. Um, I said there was some load of stats about Messi, uh, and I managed to, managed to dig them out and find them. So we'll come back to them right at the end. But just to drift away from football uh, momentarily, uh, Jono, um, there was quite a big fight over the weekend, wasn't there, in the boxing? Uh, Canelo um, against. Um, Daniel Jacobs. Jacobs, and, uh, and Canelo won. Um, Judge's scorecard um, was unanimous in uh, for Canelo victory. What's your, what was your thoughts on the fight, and what was your thoughts on on Canelo as a whole? Uh, for thoughts on the fight, where it went as as kind of well, I thought we would really Canelo winning on points. Um, he, he deserved, but uh, yeah, Canelo was was he, never going to lose a decision there. <laughs> in in the states. I don't think he, he's just. For me, he lost to Golovkin it, twice, and then he managed to get, get away with a draw and a win. Um, he, he, oh, whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on. he didn't the, the Golovkin first time, but the Golovkin second time. I'd, I'd give him that Golovkin. Uh, I don't. I, I, yeah, I'd, I gave that to Golovkin. I think seven five. Um, I, I can understand an argument from winning that fight, but I thought um, he mainly won it because of the narrative of the fight that he was meant to sit there and fight Golovkin. I actually thought Golovkin out jabbed him and out boxed him for a lot of that fight, and this. Mm. The narrative kind of took over what the judges should have been judging, really. And though that, I suppose, was Golovkin's camp's fault, um, mm. in that they were to say that Canelo needs to come fight, and he did come a fight, and fair play for for not running. Um, I thought Golovkin's jab was positioned that night and should have should have won in the fight. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, we were. I mean, we're not going to change that. But um, yeah, he's got the three hundred and sixty-five million ten fight deal from DAZN, who are trying to make a big splash and a. Um, sort of behind Anthony Joshua aren't they they haven't got a, a, a specific contract then but Eddie Hearn has so you assume that Joshua's fights are going to keep being on there yeah um, they, it's they, a dodgy dodgy Hearn deal somewhere <laughs> they, yeah they offered Wild Wilder uh, bigger money than he'd ever had to sign with them for a couple of fights which he turned down and has kept himself a free agent um, uh, so yeah um, I, I, yeah, it's very hard to see Canelo, Canelo losing the decision really I just I think um yeah, I think judges are on his side. Number the the shocking thing. <laughs> There's been a goal. Yeah. City goal. <laughs> it was coming. <laughs> Get a defence on. Pep. Get your defenders on. Uh, defender that scored. It's company that scored. He's, 
he picks up, he pops up with some big goals, doesn't he? Mm. Um, if that wins in the title, he's uh, he's already one of the great club legends there, isn't he? But um, he can only add to his legend there. Um, mm. But sorry, circling back to Canelo. Um, yeah, he's all lost train of thoughts. Like he's got the massive promotional machine behind him. He is very, very good. I mean, I'm mainly sad about helping. Sorry, the point I was making, Golovkin train was that the shocking thing was the judge who judged his first fight, Golovkin ten two, to Canelo Adelaide Bird, who, yeah, uh, you think would never judge again. Apparently, he was on the initial preliminary list for this fight, um, so she was one of the potential judges for this. Uh, Jacobs, <laughs> Jacobs camp shockingly. Um, uh, ruled her out but in a fight that most observers thought Golovkin won she gave it to Canelo by 10-2 uh, and you just wonder how someone like that gets close mm. to a fight with, with a Canelo again but, it, um, but, but this is, isn't this part of, sort of the dodginess maybe of boxing that you, the camps get to choose the judges and you can veto some judges can't you but, but isn't it pretty much the camps can choose which judges they want to, to, to do the fight they put a certain forward they, uh, I think it was a, a Vegas certainly they put forward a certain amount of um, judges to the two camps, and they sort of horse trade on who they want. Um, yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, yeah, uh, boxing it is a great sport. I think it's made a probably quite a nice resounding return from where it was five years ago when there was a lot of talk about UFC potentially um, usurping it at the top. Uh, boxing's in a pretty good place in a minute, and Canelo uh, will come on to his better qualities in a minute. He's probably one of the reasons for that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, how much better you could make boxing if you could get some sort of federation that controlled it and you could have um, just one title in each uh, each division and a clear sort of understanding of it and which title was better and rankings that made sense. So, you know, Dylan White wouldn't be um, wouldn't be a, t- a number one contender for two years and still not anywhere near the fight and getting jumped by the number two. Mm. You know, things things like that don't seem to mean anything. Um, yeah, and, and so and, and sort of a direction so that something like Joshua and Wilder happens quicker and doesn't get delayed by politics. It'd be a far better sport, but um, I'm not sure why that would happen or where the money is. So yeah, it becomes a, a sport that's uh, very corrupt. Um, has fights that happen, has the yeah, old fights that happen, has fights that don't happen. Um, and we'll have to hope the heavy the heavyweights we talked about before don't go that way. And then yeah, people like Canelo. Um, yeah, seemed to turn into superstars. He had a fight a few years back as well that he was very close to losing. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy he fought. Um, I'll dig it out while we're talking. Um, yeah, it just means that it doesn't seem the fairest sport. And, uh, but and he, it, was, it was kind of written that he was going to win anyway because he was uh, fighting on Mexican bank holiday, wasn't he? And uh, it was thought there was just no, no chance that Canelo was going was gonna to lose on if it went to points, unless uh, Jacobs got him by knockout. He was never going to. Never going to be a Canelo, uh, anything but a Canelo victory, was it? It was the end of Cindy Lara fight, sorry. He went out on a split decision. A lot of people thought he crept in the one. Uh, but no, yeah, Cinco de Mayo is the biggest probably boxing weekend of the year uh, in the States now. It's uh, huge. It, you always have Canelo fighting. And um, yeah, he fought the first Golovkin fight with Cinco de Mayo. Mm. Memory serves. Um, and so he's... Um, but I say all this about how it's corrupt and he's got a network around him. He, he is very, very good. Um, I'm sure a lot of people saw the clips of him with his um, when he ducked ten was it ten punches in a row. He managed to stay out of the way of Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And Jacobs is, is no Mark Jacobs. Gave Golovkin all he could handle more, and some people say actually nicked that fight. I thought Golovkin probably just about did enough. But Jacobs is a very, very good fighter, and, and um, Canelo did outbox him. I thought and did was did deserve the victory that he was always going to win. Um, and he, you know, he's only. 
Only in theory lost once to, to Mayweather when he was very young, um, and so he's, he's a pretty good record. I think he probably should have at least one good loss to Golovkin. Um, but he's, you know, he went up to super middleweight and destroyed Rocky Fielding, didn't he? I mean, Rocky Fielding was overmatched, but he still went up a weight division. Um, so he's won a weight division in three different, uh, sorry, won world titles in three different weight divisions now. Um, mm. He's he's building quite himself quite the career. Um, no, no, he, he's, no, he had a while. He was, did fight. He did begin at welterweight, but then he went up to to light middle. Um, yeah, he's building some career, and I assume Golovkin, if he can come for his fight, is probably the next fought with Golovkin. Or there's another one who does own signed to a big money deal, so I'm guessing they think Golovkin for September, which I think is another Mexican bank holiday they like to celebrate. So I assume that'll be the big, probably the big fight of the autumn, unless uh, the heavyweights uh, want to fight each other again. Mm. Um, and yeah, you wonder Golovkin's a bit older than Canelo, so will Canelo be able to beat him? Actually, beat him, in my opinion, will he be able to be a bit more convincing this time? Will Golovkin start to fade a bit more? Because Golovkin probably isn't what he was yeah. two, three, three or four years ago. Uh, so, Canelo, uh, I, yeah, I, I think he's got a lot of people in his corner that um, aren't altogether fair with that. Um, but he, he is very, very good as well. And if he can keep up this run and keep cleaning out divisions, um, you wonder. Or, and then, does he go up to a super middle and. Uh, Try and fight a Callum Smith of the world, which I'd, I'd love to see. Mm. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. And um, the only other thing to mention was the uh, the snooker. We thought the snooker would still be the final would still be going on at the moment, but um, it's uh, it was finished quite spectacularly. And um, yeah, finished early. Can um, I say who got to the final? And Congratulations to you, wasn't it, Gareth? Was this not the man you were most backing last week? Well, you know, I didn't, didn't want to bring it up, but now you mentioned it, yeah, I happened to uh, to get that one right. Um, I think your man went out quite early, didn't he? Uh, yeah, next round, I think, wasn't it? Um, you said Neil Robertson. Yeah. yeah, and he got beat by uh, John Higgins, who, who was the victim in the finals today, 18-9 in the end, to uh, the Judge Trump. Um, yeah, very impressive. I mean, it was it was a whirlwind start to final, was it? They had six... Uh, Six centuries in the opening, twelve frames, which is, is mm. quite a standard of uh, of snooker. Um, mm. Only one I know that equals that was uh, apparently there was a drunken game between uh, Alex Higgins. Sullivan. Oh God! No, 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 this was Ronnie Sullivan v Jimmy White. Apparently, had a game in front of the Rolling Stones and Rod Stewart, maybe uh, in some uh, night out. They were in a snooker hall and, and quite yeah, some some very big names of rock and roll there. And apparently. Uh, White and uh, O'Sullivan were trading centuries back and forth. Uh, no, no, re- no, no record of this game. Uh, well, there is a Trump and uh, Higgins, and um, yeah, Trump has, has long been a talent, hasn't he? And he's, he's lost mm. the world final before. One of his lost two. Yeah, uh, one back in 2011, I think. Ages ago. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, a very talented kid. Um, he's probably seemed to occasionally let uh, games get away from him and get a bit frustrated with uh, the balls, but. Uh, yeah, this one I saw the Higgins' words afterwards about how uh, impressed he was with um, how he was sort of lucky to be there. He was happy that he didn't have to pay for a ticket, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which says that, and that's a, a five-time world champion saying that about you. That's quite mm. quite some praise. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you the, think he's going to kick on now? So he's kind of been um, a bit of a shock that he's never won this, isn't it? So undoubtedly he's got the talent. Maybe this bit of the um, a shot to the arm now that he can kick on. You think so? Um, it, you know, it took uh, the O'Sullivan's and even Higgins to a degree quite a while to win um, yeah. initially, didn't it? They they weren't. It, yeah, I suppose it's not a, um, to win the world championship. There's not too many people who do it too young. Um, 
you know, you know, people I remember O'Sullivan hitting his 147, but it took him quite a few attempts to finally win the world title. Um, yeah, Trump, he's certainly got the talent, he's, yeah, he's, he's class, he, uh, he's only 29, so still, still really, really, really young in snooker terms. I think yeah. he could certainly win a few more. Um, yeah, and he's, he's put a very good tournament together now, so the pressure is kind of off in terms of not, you know, getting over the hump of being, in that conversation with the likes of Jimmy White for being, you know, the best player ever to never win one, um, he's done it now. Why not kick on? The there is quite a few talented players around. You've got the, you know, a host of uh, good Asian players. Neil Robertson won't be going anywhere. Even Higgins and O'Sullivan could still put tournaments together and are still, still very good players. And O'Sullivan was flying this season. <coughs> he came up against Kale. Mm-hmm. Um, but why not, Judge Trump? Um, yeah, only only disappointing thing today was uh, John Higgins is. Uh, Ah, very very close one four seven shout. He, uh, sorry, I was watching it and um, I sent you a message early saying he's got a, he's got a chance here. I think it was, mm. it was like three three reds and three blacks, and he managed to work his way through the reds very impressively until the last red when he he, he got himself positionally out on the black and had to send it all around the table and he, he knocked he got kissed on the brown. So he had a incredibly difficult double down the table and across. And you thought there's no way he's going to get this. And yet he absolutely nails it in uh, double across the table. Superb shot, Judd uh, Trump himself was clapping, and the crowd were going wild. Mm. And he put it, put it, placed it perfectly on the black. It was fifteen reds, and this was the fifteenth black. And he somehow misses the black, and he's like, "Oh no!" I think that was sixty grand uh, for the highest break with a one four seven that he uh, threw away there. So um, commiseration, mm. Higgins. It was <laughs> was still a superb break. Um, yeah, so it was a bit of a shame, but um, yeah, Judd Trump's one we should celebrate. And uh, yeah, good call, Gareth. Uh, what what do you do? You have a number you think he'll win? Um, well, yeah, I, th- I think he, he's got. I mean, he's gone through some of the players that, he, that could potentially um, upset him, but I think he's got the potential now. Now he's got that that monkey off his back to, um, yeah, to get a few. Williams won one last year at forty-two. I think Higgins has won one at forty-three, um, or the other way round. I can't remember which which way that round is. Um, so yeah, he's got potential of. If he wants to for the next um, ten years or so, um, you'd have to say he's probably going to be favourite going into each tournament. I think the only thing I think that's held him back in the past is is not winning one. Um, so yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I think he can win uh, another another three or four. So you're going to go for four or five overall? Yeah, that would be uh, mm. quite some career. Yeah, it would. Yeah, impressive. Um, quickly switching back to football and you want to hear about some career uh, I got Messi's I, I tried quoting Messi's stats last week and um, was, was a bit of I couldn't remember what they were um, and obviously he added two more goals to them uh, unfortunately uh, last week but uh, here's, the, uh, here's the stat from Messi for so most goals against Premier League's top six clubs since 2011-2012 so Aguero's top with 43 um, and then Jamie Vardy then Eden Hazard and then Lionel Messi and then Harry Kane so he's the uh, the fourth top scorer against the um, Premier League's top six clubs, having never played a game in the uh, Premier League. Um, and for those you think, uh, you know, that's um, there's, there's there's caveats to that. You know, Harry Kane has he been playing all that time, and uh, all the other all the other kind of um, caveats baby to that stat. Um, Messi scored 600 goals for Barcelona. If you add Liverpool, Man United's record goal scorers. Uh, Rush with 346 and Rooney with 253. It only gets to 599, so he's still one more than that. Uh, and if you think because he, he plays against uh, rubbish, op- rubbish opposition most weeks, um, 
the final stat I'll give you is Messi has scored 368 more goals for Barca than any other player. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he is some special talent, and I, I would say he's the best in the world. But I can see why there's arguments against that. Um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think of the of the ones there um, that that uh, one that being more than United and Liverpool's record goal scorers combined is that's outrageous. Mm. Um, yeah, you think uh, United and Liverpool too. Clubs with very storied histories, um, both, both had some absolute legends there. Um, yeah, Rush was an outrageous goal scorer, and Rooney uh, had, had a very, very good career and, and played a long time at United. Um, yeah, for him to be <laughs> to be so far ahead of both of them, work by is is outrageous. The one about the man he scores against Premiership teams is also silly. And um, mm. yeah, you consider that he doesn't get English teams every round, does he? Um, <laughs> It just it's just complete luck of the draw, and when he does, he very much makes it count. And yeah, his 600 goal was that uh, outrageous free kick um, that yeah was a very fitting way to go to it. Really, he um, yeah I was I was longer proponent of Ronaldo over Messi, and I, I can see the argument still. But yeah, Messi just carries on being so good, and, and probably has more to his game than just goals. I think he's probably uh, the way he controls the game and, and is on the ball, and is also as a passer, he's probably a bit better than Ronaldo. So mm. I think I think I've sort of moved a bit more towards Messi as, as the sporting career has gone on although I, I think yeah you'll be seeing it's under Ray Ronaldo um, well maybe we'll, we'll yeah. save, that, save that for debate for uh, one of the uh, one of the weeks over the summer maybe um, yes yeah, um, be a sad day when they both retire we're, um, yeah, we're pr- pr- privileged to be watching them both mm. um, well, that's it I think that's it for this week um, thanks very much for uh, for listening uh, if you want to follow us we're on at Pyta2 on Facebook and Twitter um, and if you want to send us any questions to uh, debate and argue uh, they're the questions we like uh, so yeah any, anyone wants to be the barmaid please send us some questions uh, and we're sort of in discussions about having uh, another regular on um, in a couple of weeks time we'll do something a bit with the sound quality um, and maybe discuss the upcoming Cricket World Cup so thanks very much Jono Thank you, Gareth. Uh, yeah, and uh, come on, City, let's hold on for these uh, last few minutes and then, uh, yeah, roll on to uh, yeah, Craft Brighton next weekend. Yeah, my we, we voice has dropped right back down to normal levels, so. Um, yeah, alright. Cheers. See you later. See you, bye.